اعوذ باللہ من الشیطان الرجیم بسم اللہ الرحمن الرحیم وما انات تنزلت it has brought down it has come down it has descended bihi with it meaning with the quran ash-shayatin the devils meaning the shayatin the devils they have not brought the quran down not at all who has brought the quran down to the prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam it's ar-ruhul amin angel jibril and this has been sent by who allah azza wa jal because the people at the time of the prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam they said that oh a jinn comes to him shaitan comes to him he's under the effect of some shaitan he's been possessed by a devil so he says these words he recites these words and he says all of this poetry so they accused him of being possessed by a jinn allah says that shayateen have not brought this quran down and you know people of old the arabs used to say this even today there are people who when they see something in the quran which is amazing they wonder then who was muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam if it was not the angel that came to him then what came to him and you will find that they say it's the devil and they will quote verses from the quran that you know misquote basically out of context that talk about kill them where you find them and and such verses and they will say oh see this can only be the word of the devil hmm? so allah says wama tanazzalat bihi ash-shayatin the source of the quran is not the devil wama and not yambaghi it is allowable it befits lahum for them meaning it does not even befit the devils to bring such a pure kalam Because if you think about it, devils, I mean, whatever is associated to the devil, what is it like? It's of evil nature. Whereas the Qur'an, what does that teach you? What does that promote? The exact opposite. Right? Like for example, we see that fasad is condemned so much in the Qur'an. So much. And what is recommended? It's islah. Isn't it? What do the shayateen do? What do they try to spread? Fasad. What do they promote? Fasad. And the Quran does not promote fasad at all. So basically they don't match. Shayateen and the Quran, no way. They don't match. Because shayateen, their motives and goals are completely different. وَمَا يَسْتَطِيعُونَ وَمَا أَنَّا يَسْتَطِيعُونَ They would be able, from the word istita'a, to have the ability to do something. Meaning even if they tried to produce something like the Qur'an, they wouldn't be able to. Because the Qur'an far exceeds their ability. The Qur'an cannot be produced by the devils. Because the Qur'an is so eloquent, it is so correct, it is so beautiful, it is so peaceful... I mean even if a person does not understand Arabic does not understand the Quran you hear the recitation it affects you it just makes you feel at ease calms you down so mayastati'un even if they tried to be you know so nice that they tried to produce something like the Quran the shayateen wouldn't be able to In Surah Al-Isra ayah 88 Allah says qul la in ijtama'atil insu wal jinnu ala an ya'tu bi mithli hadha al-Qur'an la ya'tuna bi mithlihi walaw kana ba'dhuhum li ba'dhin zahira that if all of mankind and the jinn gathered together to produce the like of this Qur'an they wouldn't be able to so if all the jinn with the help of all the human beings they tried never would they be able to so it is not appropriate for them it doesn't befit them and secondly they won't be able to 
إِنَّهُمْ Indeed they عَنِ السَّمْعِ From the hearing Meaning from hearing the Qur'an They are لَمَعْزُولُونَ Surely ones who are removed away مَعْزُولُونَ Plural of مَعْزُول مَعْزُول One who has been عَزَلَ عَزَلَ is to basically move away So مَعْزُول is one who has been removed One who has been prevented One who has been kept away Meaning the shayateen are even prevented from coming close to listening to the Qur'an when it was being revealed. Then how can they produce something like the Qur'an? You see, human beings recite the Qur'an. The angels cannot recite the Qur'an. They listen to the Qur'an. Did you know that? The angels do tasbih, you know, they do hamd constantly. But the recitation of the Qur'an, they have not been honored with it. It's human beings that recite the Qur'an. This is why the angels love to listen to the Qur'an. Did you know that? So human beings recite the Qur'an. Angels listen to the Qur'an. And the shayateen are chased away by this Qur'an. When you want to chase shaytan away, get rid of him. What surah do you read in your house? Surah Al-Baqarah. Right? Ayatul Kursi. The Mu'awwidat. So when you read the Qur'an, who's chased away? Shaytan. So, إِنَّهُمْ عَنِ السَّمْعِ لَمَعْزُولُونَ They are deprived of even listening to the Qur'an. Then can they produce the Qur'an? Can they be the ones who bring the Qur'an? No way. Not possible. And specifically, this is referring to the time when the Qur'an was being revealed. When it was being revealed, then what happened? Shayateen were not allowed to even come close to the skies in order to listen to the conversations of the angels. In Surah Al-Jinn, ayah 8-9, to we learn about this, that the jinn, when they heard the Qur'an, they said that, وَأَنَّا لَمَسْنَا السَّمَاءَ فَوَجَدْنَاهَا مُلِئَتْ حَرَسًا شَدِيدًا وَشُهُبًا That when we sought to reach the sky, we found it filled with powerful guards and burning flames. And we used to sit there before in positions to listen. Listen to who? The angels. So that we would know what's going to happen. But whoever listens now will find a burning flame lying in wait for him. I mean, now even if we try to go up to the sky to listen to the angels, we cannot. This was specifically for the preservation of the Qur'an when the Qur'an was being revealed on Rasulullah So Allah says, They cannot even come close to listening to the Qur'an. How can they even bring it or produce it? So what is established over here? That the devils have not brought the Qur'an. This is not the word of a devil. فَلَا تَدْعُوا So do not invoke مَعَ اللَّهِ With Allah إِلَهًا آخر, Another God. It's as if, you know, we're being told now, focus on the core, the crux of this whole discussion. Put aside all these points and remember that do not invoke with Allah another deity. Because if you do that, فَتَكُونَ مِنَ الْمُعَذَّبِينَ Then you will be among who? The mu'adhabin, those who are punished, plural of the word mu'adhab. Mu'adhab is one who has been punished with adab. This is the bottom line. The Qur'an came to warn people about this. The prophets were sent to warn people about this. That do not worship anyone except Allah. Because if you do that, what is the result? Fire. No matter who it is. Because who is being addressed? Rasulullah ﷺ is being told. If you do shirk, فَتَكُونَ مِنَ الْمُعَذَّبِينَ you would be punished. In Surah Al-Isra, Ayah 39 also, it is said, وَلَا تَجْعَلْ مَعَ اللَّهِ إِلَهًا آخَرْ فَتُلْقَى فِي جَهَنَّمَ مَلُومًا مَدْحُورًا So, 
You see, we are being reminded of the main message of the Qur'an because many times we get stuck in the arguments such as, is Qur'an scientifically correct? Historically, is it correct? Hmm? The way it was preserved, is that correct? I mean, our entire focus is on that. And when we you know, delve into these matters, yes, they are good, they are helpful, but overindulging in them, first of all, will only confuse you. And secondly, it's going to make us deviate from the right path. You know, so many people it happens with them that they start analyzing scientific facts in the Qur'an and they try to prove that, okay, according to modern day research, are they correct or not? Are they factual or not? And then if they see some error, they're like, oh, the Qur'an is not right. The Qur'an is not right. There's an error in the Qur'an. Whereas the Qur'an, la rayba fi, there's no doubt in it. So remember, the Qur'an has not been sent to us to teach us science. It has references to all of these things so that we can relate the Qur'an with our daily life. The Qur'an came to teach us what? فَلَا تَدْعُ مَعَ اللَّهِ إِلَهًا آخر. This is the core. This is the bottom line. This is the main message of the Qur'an. And let us never ever forget it. وَأَنذِرْ And warn عَشِيرَتَكَ الْأَقْرَبِينَ O Prophet ﷺ, what should you do? Warn your عَشِيرَةَ Which عَشِيرَةَ? الْأَقْرَبِينَ The closest ones. Aqrabin is a plural of aqrab. Aqrab, closest. Aqrabin, closest ones. So which closest ones? Ashira. What is Ashira? Closest family members. Ashira is basically a clan within the tribe. Alright, a clan within the tribe. So for example, a person belongs to a tribe. Let's take the example of Abdul Muttalib, the grandfather of the Prophet ﷺ. He was from who? Quraysh. Now Abdul Muttalib, he got married, he had children. Abdul Muttalib had family, uncles, aunts. All of them were from the Quraysh. But those who were most close to him, who were they? His Ashira. The Prophet ﷺ, he was also a Qurayshi. But who was his Ashira? It was the Banu Abdul Muttalib, the children of his grandfather. Right? So Abdul Muttalib, all his children, their children, so who were they? The Ashira of the Prophet ﷺ. So Ashiratakal Akrabin, the closest, closest relative of yours, warn them first. Warn them. All these people don't believe, start with who? Those who are closest to you. And the word uh, Ashira is from Ashara. Ashara is ten. So when there's only a couple, two people, that's, I mean, hardly a family. But as the number increases... Ashara, 10 is like a good number, complete number. This is a clan. Alright? And Ishra from the same root is communal living. So basically one's extended family. This is Ashira. So the Prophet ﷺ is told, warn your closest relatives. Why? Because charity begins at home. The closest people to us are the most deserving of our khair, of the good that we have. أَنفُسَكُمْ وَأَهْلِيكُمْ nara. Save yourselves and your families from the fire. And also remember the closest family members, you can expect them to offer you support. Isn't it? Those who are closest to you, you can expect that they should support you, even if they disagree with you. Okay, it's possible that we don't find this in our culture. Sometimes families are those who oppose most. But in Arab culture, especially at the time of the Prophet ﷺ, if somebody is your blood, it doesn't matter if they've committed murder and they're the worst criminal. If they're your blood, you support them. 
And this is why we see that the Prophet ﷺ, his relatives, I mean his uncles, they supported him simply because they were his uncles. He was their nephew. Like for example, Hamza anhu, how did he embrace Islam? How? In support of the Prophet ﷺ. Basically what happened was that once the Prophet ﷺ was in the haram or somewhere, and Abu Jahl was very abusive and he hit him, and the Prophet ﷺ was wounded, and some women, they saw all of this happening. And when Hamza who came from his hunting expedition, they said to Hamza who, what kind of an uncle are you? Your nephew has been insulted by Abu Jahl. Abu Jahl abused him and you're supposed to be his uncle. So do something. So Hamza who went to Abu Jahl and he hit him. And he said, how dare you oppose my nephew? Even I'm on his religion. Basically he was saying, what are you going to do now? Even I'm on his religion. So Abu Jahl is shocked. And then Hamza is also shocked. What did I just say? I'm not on his religion. And then later on, you know, he sat with that feeling for some time, and then eventually Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala guided him. He embraced Islam then with his heart. So, الْأَقْرَبِينَ Warn them first. Deliver the message to them first. Because if they believe, then you will have... Support And this is something so helpful. If you have family support, then things become so easy. So easy. And this is something we need to focus on. Get your family to support you. Not by demanding support. But by supporting them. So that they will also do the same to you. I'm not saying support them in their wrong. I'm saying things like, if your husband wants a nice breakfast on Saturday morning, don't deprive him of that breakfast just because you have to go to class. You understand? Likewise, all week long, you're not doing laundry, and then he's looking for socks, he can't find them, and then he's upset that you're not home, and then he's upset that, oh, this weekend class of yours, what is it going to be over? You've lost that support. Right? So how do you get support? By supporting others. By helping them. Not by demanding from them. So, وَأَنذِرْ عَشِيرَتَكَ الْأَقْرَبِينَ And the Prophet ﷺ did that. He held a feast for his relatives. This was very early on. He held a feast for his relatives. He invited them. He did da'wah to them first. And then he did da'wah to others also. You see? أَنذِرْ عَشِيرَتَكَ الْأَقْرَبِينَ Whatever you learn, if you go and share even one thing with your family, even one thing, and they benefit from it, inshallah, they will appreciate what you do. So, share with them also. وَخْفِضْ And lower from خَفَضَ خَفَضَاد It's to lower, to bend. It's the opposite of rafr. Rafr uh, is to raise. Right? And خَفَضَ is to lower. خَافِضَةُ الرَّافِعَةُ The Day of Judgment will bring down those who are high. Alright? So وَخْفِضْ Lower And this means be gentle, be humble, be kind. Because when you want to be kind and good to somebody, do you have to lower yourself to their level? You do. So, lower janahaka your wing. Now human beings don't have wings. Alright? What does this mean then? Lower your wing. Meaning just like a mother hen spreads out its wings, lowering them to cover her chicks, you know, protecting them, cuddling with them, making sure they're safe and comfy and loved, you need to do the same thing 
For who? Liman, for those ittaba'aka who follow you min al-mu'minin of the believers. Meaning those who believe, those who follow you, Ya Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, you have to be kind and gentle with them. You have to love them, show your support to them, care for them, be concerned for them, be nice to them. Why? Why is Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala telling the Prophet sallallahu to look after those who believe, those who follow him? Because they need that support. They have been, you know, thrown out of their families. They're facing so many problems at home, so many problems elsewhere. So when they come to you and you treat them harshly, that doesn't feel nice at all. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is doing shafa'ah basically. He is interceding on behalf of the followers of the Prophet ﷺ that be nice to them. Be a source of support for them. Help them, love them, do ihsan to them, listen to them, hear them, be there for them. And the Prophet ﷺ really, he did that. That even when the Sahaba were being tortured in Makkah, what would he do? He would go and he would offer words of encouragement at least. Like the family of Yasir, the Prophet ﷺ went when they were being tortured. And all he could do was just say words that would be a source of comfort for them. And he did that. And others who came to him, the Prophet ﷺ was a source of support for them. And this is something that we all need to think about. Any believer, any believer that we come across, especially those that we do spend more time with, like for example in this class, whatever our role is, as teachers or as GIs or as students or as older people in the group, you know, whoever we are, a friend, whoever we are, be like that mother hen. You know, when somebody comes to you, they look tired, ask them. Everything okay? If somebody looks sick, unwell, if they haven't come, find out what the matter is. Why haven't they come? And we need to show this kind of support to each other because if we don't, who will? Like seriously, who's going to? The Prophet ﷺ was being told. So we need to do that also. And for that, it's necessary that we keep it both ways. That we do interact with each other so that when we're missing and somebody is trying to look for us, they're actually able to find us. You know, for example, people who do email me, I have their email addresses somewhere lost in my inbox. So when I don't see them, and recently this happened, some people were missing and I emailed them. And I found out that one particular sister, she said that she was moving somewhere. That's why she wasn't able to come. Another sister, she said that because of her kids at home, she's not able to come. I mean, instead of thinking, oh, see, again, she's not coming. This is what we think about others. Oh, they're not taking the Qur'an seriously. How do we know? Maybe they're unwell. Maybe they can't find a ride. Maybe they really need a word of encouragement. One particular sister, she emailed me and she's like, she was going through a lot. And mashallah, not in this course, okay? Top student, top student, literally top student. But because everybody's human being, they go through ups and downs in life. So what's going on? Why aren't they coming? We need to show that concern for each other. The Prophet ﷺ is being told, وَاخْفِضْ جَنَاحَكَ لِمَنِ اتَّبَعَكَ مِنَ الْمُؤْمِنِينَ So each and every one, whoever it is that is closest to us in this class, because this class is very huge, mashallah. So whoever is close to us, if they're not in class, what's the matter? What happened? If they haven't been coming, where are they? Find out. Be a source of support. And remember, sometimes it's not just asking where were you. 
Hmm? It's about what's up. What's going on in your life? So fill me in. Where were you? Where did you go? Alright, that they also want good company. They also want people to hang out with. So when people want good company, offer that company. You understand? وَخْفِدْ جَنَاحَكَ لِمَنِ اتَّبَعَكَ مِنَ الْمُؤْمِنِينَ And when we are good to others, and who will be good to us? Allah Azza wa Jal will be good to us. Anas bin Malik radiallahu anhu, he said that the Prophet ﷺ was very tender-hearted. He was very merciful. If anybody ever came to him, requesting him for something, the Prophet ﷺ would promise that he would fulfill his need, and he would fulfill it, on the condition that he was able to. So once... The iqama was pronounced for salah. And a Bedouin man came to the Prophet ﷺ and grabbed his hand and said, I need your help with something, so please come with me. So the Prophet ﷺ, he went with him. Because the man said that if it doesn't happen now, I'm afraid I'll forget. So iqama has been said. And the Prophet ﷺ went with him. He fulfilled his need. And then he came back and led the salah. وَاخْفِضْ جَنَاحَكَ لِمَنِ اتَّبَعَكَ مِنَ الْمُؤْمِنِينَ فَإِنْ عَصَوْكَ Then if they disobey you, meaning your family or the people that you warn, if they disobey you, فَقُلْ Then say, إِنِّي بَرِئُمْ مِمَّا تَعْمَلُونَ Then say that I am dissociated from what you were doing. I am bari, Meaning I've got nothing to do with what you do. What you do is wrong. I don't agree with it. I disagree with it. And what is that? Shirk. Meaning make it very clear to them that you disagree with shirk. You can't force them to believe. If they disbelieve, that's their choice. However, don't accept their shirk. وَتَوَكَّلْ And rely عَلَى الْعَزِيزِ الرَّحِيمِ Upon the exalted in might, the merciful, meaning the same one whose command prevailed, whose messengers were victorious, who forgave those who repented. Rely upon him. Who is he? الَّذِي يَرَاكَ حِينَ تَقُومُ الَّذِي The one who يَرَاكَ He sees you. حِينَ تَقُومُ When you stand. Meaning when you stand to warn people, to invite them, or when you stand in prayer, Allah is watching you. This is said to console the heart of the Prophet ﷺ. That be confident, for your Lord is watching you when you deliver His messages. He will protect you. He will guide you. And when you stand in prayer, begging Him, He will answer your prayers. الَّذِي يَرَاكَ حِينَ تَقُومُ وَتَقَلُّبَكَ And your movement. تَقَلُّبْ قَافْ لَمْبَى Constantly turning about, fluctuating. So your تَقَلُّبْ فِي السَّاجِدِينَ Among those who prostrate. Sajideen, plural of sajid. Who is sajid? One who does sajda. So when you are with those people who are doing sujood, meaning those people who are praying, in other words, you're performing congregational salah, and you're moving in your salah from standing position to rukur, and then getting up and then going down, and then sitting up and then again going down, this constant movement in congregational prayer, who's watching you? Allah is watching you. So have hope in His mercy. Have faith in Him. Trust upon Him. Also, taqallubaka fissajideen means that you're constant going in and out, go, you know, when you meet them and then you leave them, then you go back and meet them. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is watching you. These ayat, what do they show? So much love and support for Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. So how can a person feel alone when he's doing something for the sake of Allah? You can never be alone. الَّذِي يَرَاكَ حِينَ تَقُومُ وَتَقَلُّبَكَ فِي السَّاجِدِينَ إِنَّهُ هُوَ السَّمِيعُ الْعَلِيمُ Indeed, He is the hearing. 
He hears what you say. He hears what they say. He is alim. He knows what you do. He knows what they do. So whatever you do, He watches you. When you stand, when you go about, when you're alone, when you're amongst others. And having this realization is the greatest source of strength that you can have. It is the greatest source of confidence and patience as well as taqwa. This realization that my Lord is watching me, it gives you so much confidence. And it also makes you afraid. هَلْ أُنَبِّئُكُمْ Then Allah says, Shall I inform you? عَلَىٰ أَبَانْ مَنْ تَنَزَّلُ الشَّيَاطِينَ Who the devils really descend upon? You say that the devil has brought this Qur'an. Well, do you really know who the devil comes to? تَنَزَّلُ It descends, meaning the shayateen descend. عَلَىٰ أَبَانْ كُلِّ Every أَفَّاكٍ Extreme liar, great liar. أَثِيمٍ Extreme sinner. أَفَّاك One who says if But affak, if, 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 again and again and again, he lies, lies. Kathirul kadib. And athim, one who sins a lot. Shayateen go to liars and sinful people. Because liars go to liars. Who are these affak athim? It's referring to, in the context, soothsayers, fortune tellers. Alright? But we can understand from this, that a person who lies, a person who sins, then who's his companion? Shaytan. Yulquna, they cast from ilqa lam qafia. What does ilqa mean? To throw. So the devils they throw asamah, the hearing, meaning what they have heard. What they have heard, meaning the conversations of the angels, whatever bits and pieces they've managed to hear from it, whatever they've heard, they go and they throw it, meaning they pass it on to. They pass it on to who? Each other. And then eventually, their human friend, Afak Athim, like for example, a fortune teller. وَأَكْثَرُهُمْ كَاذِبُونَ And most of them are liars. What does it mean by this? That the shayateen, they pass on what they have heard, alright, from the conversations of the angels. And when passing on, they lie so much. There's no amana over there. They lie so much. They add lies to what they have heard. And then they pass it on to their human friend, the soothsayer, the fortune teller. And then he goes and he speaks to people as if he's some, you know, alimul ghaib. Aisha radiallahu anha, she said that the people asked the Prophet ﷺ about fortune tellers. And he said that they're nothing. So the people said, O Messenger of Allah, they say things that come true. Has it ever happened? Maybe a fortune cookie or something, or reading horoscope or something, and it actually comes true. So the Prophet ﷺ said, that is a word of truth which the jinn snatches. Meaning the jinn, shaitan, in the sky, overhears the conversations of the angels, eavesdrops, and then he gabbles it like the clucking of a chicken into the ear of his friend. Meaning a human being. Meaning he comes and he... Have you ever seen a bird grabbing something with its mouth and then passing it on to its chick? Maybe observe it. So they basically grab it and they pass it on. And... Then his human friend, he mixes it with more than 100 lies. Meaning they have received only one bit of information, they add hundreds of lies to it, and they present it as if it's the truth. So what is being established over here? The Prophet ﷺ is not a soothsayer. He's not a fortune teller because he does not lie. And fortune tellers, what do they do? They lie. Then the people said, Muhammad ﷺ is a poet. Allah says he's not a poet. Because وَالشُعَرَاءُ And the poets, plural of the word sha'ir. Who is sha'ir? One who says poetry. 
What is shi'ar? Organized speech. And the poets were like the speakers of that time. Because they say such moving words that really they affect you. So the poets, يَتَّبِعُهُمْ He follows them. Who follows the poets? الْغَاوُونَ The deviators, meaning those who are deviated. غَوَى Misguidance, meaning those who are misguided, they follow the poets. Meaning they listen to their poetry, they take interest in their poetry. So what do we learn over here? That those who are astray, pursuing their desires, are the ones who follow poets. They get impressed by, they get affected by songs, by poetry. And so they memorize them, they repeat them. What about those who seek guidance? They don't. They're not impressed by such song and music. They don't have interest in this. Why? Because Allah says, Alam tara, do you not see, are you not aware that Annahum indeed they, meaning poets, fi kulli wadin, in every valley, yahimun, they roam around. Just imagine a person walking in one valley, then another valley, going from one street to another, roaming around, daydreaming, you know, saying whatever comes to his mind. Is this a person who's got a purpose in his life? No. أَلَمْ تَرَ أَنَّهُمْ فِي كُلِّ وَادٍ يَهِمُونَ Don't you see that this is how they walk about in every valley? Now, wadin is a valley. So, what is being said is that the poets, they go to such deserted places, and when they go to such deserted places, who do they invite? Whose company? Shayateen. And then Shayateen inspire them. But remember that the word wadin also applies to a tariqah, a style of speech. A way, a method, also a style of speech. Like it is said, Fulanun fi wadin ghayra wadik. He's on a way that is not your way. Meaning he's different from you. So way, style. And when it comes to poetry, when it comes to speech, style of speech. So wadin, style of speech. Alright? And yahimun, from the root letters hayamim, haim. Haim is to wander, to roam about. Basically, Ha'im is a person who is sick in love. Meaning he is so much in love with somebody that it's made him sick. To the point that he doesn't know what he's eating, what he's drinking, where he's going, when he's sleeping, when he's getting up, how he's dressed up, how he's not dressed up, what he's... You know, he doesn't have any idea what's going on. He's sick in love. A sick lover is called Ha'im. Crazy person basically. Crazy in love. Mad in love. Ha'im. Now, Yahimun, they wander without any purpose, overstepping bounds. It's basically junoon min al-ishq. This is what Haim is. So Allah is saying that these poets, don't you see that they roam around different, you know, themes when they're saying their poetry, overstepping the bounds of decency, overstepping the bounds of truth, and they're just roaming around like a person who's mad in love, you know, either with himself or somebody else, and then they talk about randomness. I mean, if you just look at the themes or the words in, in one song even, people talk about all sorts of things. There's a broad spectrum. You know, they talk for everything from love to loss to money to hardship, breakups and their mistakes, and then bragging about their egos and their abilities, vulgar entertainment. You know, it's borderline meaningless. If you analyze one Statement, what does it even mean? Like really, what does it even mean? They're talking about their hopes and their dreams. So 
don't you see that poets generally what do they do? Fi kulli wadin yahimud. They're talking about pure randomness. Now, if you look at modern manifestations of poetry, song, spoken word, rap, whatever it is, I mean, you see this many times that people are talking about pure randomness, and they're saying it literally as if they are mad in love, screaming at the top of their voice. You know, with alcohol and music, and alcohol is falling where and what kind of actions they're doing. Disgusting, horrible. And also, if you think about it, in poetry and song, what do people do generally? They make everything lawful. They don't stop at any limit. There is no decency, no truth, every kind of nonsense. Is the Quran like this? Not at all. The Quran is not like this. The Quran is free from all of this. Message is consistent, pure, respectful. وَأَنَّهُمْ يَقُولُونَ مَا لَا يَفْعَلُونَ Allah says, and indeed the poets, they say what they do not do. They say big things, far from reality, but they don't actually do it. And alhamdulillah, I, I don't know many songs. Sometimes I hear something outside and it stays in my mind and alhamdulillah, I get rid of it. Right now I cannot recall any lyrics, but I mean, I can recall the fact that many of these lyrics are pure randomness, useless. I mean, you could be madly in love with somebody, but why do you have to shout in a microphone and tell the whole world about it? Like seriously. Really nice that you love someone so much. But you don't have to cross the limits of decency in expressing that love. Hmm? So, And then in their poetry, they say things which are completely untrue. They're never going to do it. They say, I would die for you, I would do this for you, I'd go to the moon and back for you. I don't know what all. Will you? No, you won't. So, وَأَنَّهُمْ يَقُولُونَ مَا لَا يَفْعَلُونَ This is what happens in poetry actually, in singing. That you get this high. You know, and you just don't know where to stop. But does this mean all poetry, all song is bad? Allah makes an exception. And read this carefully. إِلَّا الَّذِينَ آمَنُوا Except for those who believe. وَعَمِلُوا الصَّالِحَاتِ And they do righteous deeds. وَذَكَرُوا اللَّهَ كَثِيرًا And they remember Allah much. A lot, a lot, a lot. And then, وَانْتَصَرُوا And they defend. They help themselves. Because intasara is to help oneself, to defend oneself. مِنْ بَعْدِ مَا After they had been wronged. Meaning they were treated with injustice. So in their defense, they say poetry. وَسَيَعْلَمُوا And soon he will know. Who? الَّذِينَ ظَلَمُوا Those who do wrong. أَيَّ Which? مُنْقَلَبُ Place of return. From قَافْ لَامْبَى Place of return. يَنْقَلِبُونَ They will return. Meaning soon, these wrongdoers will know where they will go. Where they will end up. They will see how their circumstances change and what they end up with. وَسَيَعْلَمُوا الْكُفَّارُ لِمَنْ عُقْبَ الدَّارِ Now, we see that Two types of poets are mentioned over here. First of all, those who are liars, those who roam in every valley, who talk about pure nonsense, they say what they do not do. And secondly, those who believe and do good and remember Allah. Now this is something we need to remember. Allah kathira, please highlight this. Because sometimes we listen to even nasheeds or you know, good halal music, whatever your definition is of halal music, whatever it is. We listen to it, but we indulge so much in it that we forget Allah's remembrance. The poet that Allah praises is the one who remembers Allah much. There's a purpose for their poetry. Not just they want to be famous so they're like, oh, let me sing. 
They want to be famous, so they're like, oh, let me do spoken word also. Let me also be a poet. No, there is a reason. They're promoting the deen. They're defending the deen. Urwa ibn Zubayr anhu, he said, poetry is like speech. What is good is good, and what is bad is bad. Mm-hmm. Meaning, all poetry is not good, all poetry is not bad. Some is good, and some is bad. Which is good? Just like speech, which speech would be good? That which is true? And you know the details of good speech and bad speech. Now we see that the Prophet ﷺ, in his life also, there were many incidents, many times when poetry was recited in front of him. He actually took part in it, and he enjoyed listening to it. You know, for example, at the Battle of the Trench, he said that, I saw the Prophet ﷺ saying poetry. As he was digging the trench, he was saying, "Allahumma lawla anta mahtadayna, wala tasaddaqna, wala sallayna, fa'anzilan sakinatan alayna, wathabbit al-aqdama in laqayna, inna al-a'da'a qad baghaw alayna, idha aradu fitnatan abayna. I'm not going to go in the translation, okay? In another version of the hadith, we learn that the Sahaba, they would say as they were digging, نَحْنُ الَّذِينَ بَايَعُوا مُحَمَّدًا عَلَى الْإِسْلَامِ مَا بَقِيْنَا أَبَدًا And the Prophet ﷺ would respond saying, اللَّهُمَّ إِنَّهُ لَا خَيْرَ إِلَّا خَيْرُ الْآخِرَةِ فَبَارِكْ فِي الْأَنصَارِ وَالْمُهَاجِرَةِ Alright? So the Sahaba would say, and the Prophet ﷺ would respond. Then we learn at the Battle of Khaybar, as the Muslims were traveling, one companion, Amr anhu, he was saying poetry. The people actually asked him, can you please say, can you please sing for us? So he started saying, Allahumma lawla anta mahtadayna, wala tasaddaqna, wala sallayna. Same one that the Prophet ﷺ read. So the Prophet ﷺ said, who is that? Who is that person who's singing? And the people said, it's Amr bin Akwa. And the Prophet ﷺ said, may Allah bestow his mercy on him. Because he's saying words which are really filling us with energy. And motivation. At Umratul Qada, when the Prophet ﷺ went for a few days to perform Umrah after the Treaty of Hudaybiyah, remember the Mushrikeen were still in Mecca. So the Prophet ﷺ, when he entered Mecca, Abdullah bin Rawaha was in front of him, as if he was guarding him, and the Mushrikeen are all watching. So Abdullah bin Rawaha he was saying poetry. He was saying, خَلُّوا بَنِ الْكُفَّارِ عَنْ سَبِيلِهِ أَلْيَوْمَ نَضْرِبْكُمْ عَلَى تَنْزِيلِهِ ضَرْبًا يُزِيلُ الْهَامَ عَنْ مَقِيلِهِ وَيُذْهِلُ الْخَلِيلَ عَنْ خَلِيلِهِ So he's saying this poetry. And Umar anhu, he said that what are you doing before the Prophet ﷺ? And in the haram, you're saying poetry? And the Prophet ﷺ said, Leave him, O Umar, for it is quicker upon them, meaning the mushrikeen, than raining arrows. Meaning it's more effective. So the fact is that really speech is effective. Poetry is effective. But there is a very fine line between what is good and what is bad. One that will really encourage you to remember Allah, that will fill you with love for Allah, love for the Messenger ﷺ, good poetry. But something that will distract you from Allah and His deen, that's not good poetry. No matter how beautiful it sounds. Always focus on the words. What is the artist trying to tell you? What is the singer trying to tell you? Seriously. And especially if a tune is reminding you of music, then it's drawing you closer to music instead of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So all poetry is not good, all poetry is not bad. You can't have a blanket statement. You have to understand the difference. But what is the difference? This last ayah. And what is that? 
except for those who believe and do good, remember Allah much and they say poetry in defense of the deen. So may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala also give us the ability to use our talents in support of His deen. Let's listen to the recitation of these verses. وَإِنَّهُ لَتَنزِيلُ رَبِّ الْعَالَمِينَ نَزَلَ بِهِ الرُّوحُ الْأَمِينَ عَلَى قَلْبِكَ لِتَكُونَ مِنَ الْمُنذِرِينَ بِلِسَانٍ عَرَبِيٍّ مُبِينٍ نَهُ لَفِي زُبُرِ الْأَوَّلِينَ أَوَلَمْ يَكُنْ لَهُمْ آيَةً أَنْ يَعْلَمَهُ عُلَمَاءُ بَنِي إِسْرَائِيلَ وَلَوْ نَزَّلْنَاهُ عَلَى بَعْضِ الْأَعْجَمِينَ فَقَرَأَهُ عَلَيْهِمْ مَا كَانُوا بِهِ مُؤْمِنِينَ كَذَلِكَ سَلَكْنَاهُ فِي قُلُوبِ الْمُجْرِمِينَ لَا يُؤْمِنُونَ بِهِ حَتَّى يَرَوْا الْعَذَابَ الْأَلِيمَ فَيَأْتِيَهُمْ بَغْتَةً وَهُمْ لَا يَشْعُرُونَ فَيَقُولُوا هَلْ نَحْنُ مُنْظَرُونَ أَفَبِعَذَابِنَا يَسْتَعْجِلُونَ أَفَرَأَيْتَ إِمَّا اتَّعْنَاهُمْ سِنِينَ ثُمَّ جَاءَهُمْ مَا كَانُوا يُوْعَدُونَ مَا وَمَا أَهْلَكْنَا مِنْ قَرْيَةٍ إِلَّا لَهَا مُنْذِرُونَ ذِكْرَى وَمَا كُنَّا ظَالِمِينَ وَمَا تَنَزَّلَتْ بِهِ الشَّيَاطِينَ وَمَا يَنْبَغِي لَهُمْ وَمَا يَسْتَطِيعُونَ إِنَّهُمْ عَنِ السَّمْعِ لَمَعْزُولُونَ فَلَا تَدْعُ مَعَ اللَّهِ إِلَهًا آخَرَ فَتَكُونَ مِنَ الْمُعَذَّبِينَ وَأَنذِرْ عَشِيرَتَكَ الْأَقَرَبِينَ وَاخْفِضْ جَنَاحَكَ لِمَنِ اتَّبَعَكَ مِنَ الْمُؤْمِنِينَ فَإِنْ عَصَوْكَ فَقُلْ إِنِّي بَرِيءٌ مِّمَّا تَعْمَلُونَ وَتَوَكَّلْ عَلَى الْعَزِيزِ الرَّحِيمِ الَّذِي يَرَاكَ حِينَ تَقُومُ وَتَقَلُّبَكَ فِي السَّاجِدِينَ إِنَّهُ هُوَ السَّمِيعُ الْعَلِيمُ هَلْ أُنَبِّئُكُمْ عَلَى مَنْ تَنَزَّلُ الشَّيَاطِينَ 